0: Hey there, before we get started on your video, I just wanted to remind you guys to please click the subscribe button or leave me a, a question in the comment section if you have any questions after the video. If you want more information on what it is that I do, or you wanna check out any of my courses, or simply just follow me on social media, click on the links in the description below. If you're watching this on you know podcast or IGTV and you don't have a description uh, below, then please go on junior.com forward slash learn more. Again, that's junior.com forward slash learn more, and all my information is all in there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Um, today, we actually have a very special guest, uh, Alex Urban, who's actually, he went from working at a corporate cubicle. Is that how you cubicle. say cubicle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, working at a corporate cubicle, um, trying to figure out, you know, what he was going to do in this world, all the way to building multiple, multiple seven-figure stores. He's even had up to $46,000 in a single day with the Shopify store. He's someone that I met, I want to say a year, maybe a year and a half ago at, um, we actually met at a restaurant, I think, for the first time officially, but we were friends, yes. we had like a lot of mutual friends within the industry, you know, he he's, um, I think lived with a bunch of people that I've known for a while now, I've actually seen him all over the internet, we're like part of the same network, the same bubble, But I didn't meet him until I want to say a year, year and a half ago, officially at a restaurant, he came with um, a buddy of ours, Ben Malo, who we'll get into in a little bit too, I'll probably have him on a different episode too, if you guys haven't seen that episode already, but Um, we met at a restaurant, I forgot what it was called, but it was somewhere in Santa Monica.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some steakhouse in uh, Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we met with a bunch of different like marketers, like at least 20 of us and it got really loud there, but we were networking (laughs) and masterminding for quite some time. Um, and then from there, I kind of just like, we just kind of just kept in touch on Instagram and I've been following him and his work and seeing all the different things he's been doing, but I'll go ahead and let him kind of introduce himself and kind of tell us, um, what it is that he does, and why he got started.
1: Yeah, for sure, guys. So uh, my name is Alex. Uh, Peter, I really appreciate the, inf- or the uh, intro, man. Um, yeah, Peter and I met um, online like a long, long time ago. It's kind of interesting throughout your uh, e-commerce journey, internet marketing journey, whatever you want to call it, like how many friends that you'll uh, actually meet um, and network with online. And it's always a, a great time when you finally get a to meet up with people in person. I mean, I've met friends from all different corners of the earth and it's uh, always fun when you get to meet them in person and you know it's fun staying connected with everybody but uh, yeah essentially about three and a half four years ago um, I was in the mortgage industry kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder there um, and just one day I just remember going into the office and just like staring at my cubicle and just being like hell no I'm like I cannot do this anymore I need to go ahead and uh, find a way that I can like work for myself and um, right, some some money so I can go start traveling, things like that. Um, So I just really got bored of that like daily grind um, of just like making phone calls um, and just kind of working in that corporate type um, job. Um, I mean, corporate jobs are great. They teach you a lot of things, but at the end of the day, like, you know, there's uh, jobs for everybody and that just uh, wasn't for me. So I decided to start looking at ways that I could make money online um, and internet marketing and creating a internet marketing agency was one of the first routes that I found. Um, So kind of after researching the different uh, ways that you could create your own internet marketing company. Um, I created my first one, um, started going around to local businesses. I got like a gym as a first client supplement comp- uh, company company, um, and a few other just kind of random companies that were um, paying me to do their social media marketing. Now at the time, the stuff that I was doing was like very, very, very beginner, just kind of handling like social media content, running very low budget Facebook ads, things like that. Um, and then it got to a point where I started doing more and more research, um, started becoming more knowledgeable in the field. And I realized that these companies didn't quite have enough money for me to really make a difference in their business. Um, they didn't like have enough spend so that I could actually do what I wanted to do to generate them more results. And so that's when I started looking into how could I use my skills on my own business. So that's where I had to figure out how can I create my own business online. And shortly thereafter, that's where I found out about Shopify, got into creating my uh, first few e-commerce stores uh, one of them was in the Jeep niche. One of them was in the wine niche. Um, so I was doing a little bit of drop shipping, a little bit of print on demand and things like that. Um, and then after that, um, that journey was, I was doing those e-commerce stores probably for like four or five months or so. Um, looking back at the results, like I could have scaled those things to the moon. But again, I was just still at a level where I, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't quite know exactly what I was doing, if that makes sense. Um, from there, I actually moved down to Arizona, pretty much packed up everything I had, packed, uh, moved down there to be closer to some of my mentors and whatnot. Um, And then from there, I ended up linking up with a business partner and helped grow his business just tremendously over about a year and a half or so. Um, At that point, I separated with that business partner and then ended up working with uh, Ben Malol for a little while. Um, Him and I grew a bunch of different businesses together, marketing agency stuff, affiliate stuff, e-commerce stores and whatnot. Um, And then now it's at a point where I actually um, moved back to Utah, took over the jewelry store that Ben and I, I created together. Um, and now I am running the jewelry business as kind of a part-time thing and helping another uh, gentleman grow his online apparel business. So kind of a, you know, a long story short, but pretty much that's the uh, venture that it's been on the last like three to four years or so.
0: Damn, that's, that was a lot. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so let's place, slow things down a little
0: bit. Okay. Let's go back to um, when you first got started with your corporate job. Did you, um, you worked in mortgage, which is interesting because I personally know like almost nothing about real estate and it all sounds like same to me. You know, it's almost like uh, when people talk to me about like the, the, um, health industry, when they talk about doctors and nurses and PAs and mm-hmm. respiratory therapists, they all sound the same to me. You know, it's like, okay, you, you're a nurse, you work at the hospital, you know, no, 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 no. Peter, yep. I do this. No, 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 no. I do this instead. You know, they're all different technical terms. Same thing with like um, real estate, you know, so you worked in mortgage. Are you the person that gets people, um, loan to get like a house or, or things like that?
1: Exactly. So essentially what I do is I like, I was a loan officer. So essentially people um, I'd get like sales leads. I'd call them, um, try and sell them one. Why do you use our company to give them a loan? You know, I'd quote them like the mortgage rate. Uh-huh. I'd get all their info, pull their credit, you know, make sure that they actually qualified for a loan. And then from there, you were pretty much like a middleman between collecting their documents, getting them over to the other teams who actually like researched who they were and everything, made sure everything was legit, got them approved. And then you would coordinate kind of like the loan closing and stuff like that that's kind of like a very, very high level overview of it. Yeah. And then you get a commission from it. The commissions were like very, very good to be honest with you. Like I was very young when I got into that field. I was like, I think I was 17, 17 or 18 when I uh, got my mortgage license Wow. and I did it until I was about 21. Um, So there was some, like, that's where I really started noticing that like I couldn't work um, an hourly job because once he started understanding like how, how much more money you can make on like a commission basis Mm -hmm. compared to like an hourly job. That's kind of when that like entrepreneur, like in me kind of like sparked because I realized the more that I'd invest in myself, the more money I would make, but then it did get to a cap where it's like, I don't want to be working for someone else, but I understand if I were to put in the work, I can make as much money as I wanted to.
0: Well, was it you guys that were responsible for the 2018 or 2008 crash? no, <laughs> no wasn't it wasn't a mortgage I, people
1: I, well not me personally but yeah i mean there were so many things that went on to that like 2008 crash as far as like um you know home values being inflated a lot of different um like regulations that are in place now weren't there as far well as like qualifying for a loan like i know one of the largest things that kind of led to that was like the stated income stated asset so i could literally like go in hey i want to buy a home like, okay how much money? I got to get 10 million laying in the bank, and I make a million dollars a year. And they're like, "Cool, here's a loan for a you know two million dollar house." Reality, I'm making you know thirty five hundred dollars a month at some you know bakery job or whatever. (laughs) But they don't know that. So that was kind of a lot that went into it. That was uh, way before you know I kind of like got into it and whatnot. The market kind of recovered and whatnot. Um, But yeah, dude, that was uh, that was a crazy time for sure.
0: Yeah. So so you you got into that before
1: um like you
0: even finished high school then.
1: Uh, literally right after high school, um, so I was working at a bakery in high school. Um, when they the my boss came to me, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to give you a raise," and I was like, "Oh, I'm super excited for that." He uh, came to me and he showed me uh, my check, and the raise was for 25 cents more an hour. And literally at that point, I was like, "I cannot do this anymore." I took my last paycheck, went with my friend, went out to Vegas, spent all the money I had, then came home, and I was like. I need a job again, so <laughs> started uh, started kind of looking around. Um, My my parents knew a friend who worked in this mortgage company or whatever, and so I just went in there, got interviewed, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, let's uh, get you hired on." I I didn't even know what the company was to be honest with you. And I went into that interview, I was just kind of talking shit with the uh, guy who hired me. Um, we were talking about like golf and stuff, and then he was like, "Cool, when can you start?" Because they were just so busy, they just need to fill seats. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember like showing up there to my first day, and I was like, I sat down, and the guy's like, "All right, so we do mortgages," and I'm like cool. What is that? And he's like, <laughs> we do, we do loans for homes. I'm like, Ugh. it's like, <laughs> it's like what I get myself into. But you know, then they kind of explain like, Hey, here's your commission structure, things like that. Cause I originally started out as an assistant, um, but I would still get commissions. And so I was like, you know what, this, these commissions are going to make me way more than what I was making at the bakery, which was at that time, 7.50 an hour, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just happy to like have a job again and be able to have that opportunity to grow and, you know, make more money than a standard flat rate uh, hourly job. Yeah. So, so you skipped college altogether. All Yep. I think I got out of high school with like a 2.4 GPA. Wow, and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like my SAT scores, I remember they're super low. I think, I, I can't remember if it was like SAT or ACT that I took, but I remember my score and it was like an 18. And so like, even looking at like where I qualified to go to college just was not in alignment at all. Like I wanted to go to like the university up here, the university of Utah, but there's like no way in hell I was going to qualify for that for my grades. And at that point I was like, I'm so lost. I don't know what kind of field I want to go into. That was like, is it even worth paying money to go to college? But I have no idea what direction I want to get into. Plus I didn't even know if I could qualify for a good place to where I would want to go. So,
0: yeah. And so you went straight into, um, working as a mortgage, um, agent, did your, Mm -hmm. your family members or friends or anything, have anything kind of like controversial to say about that like skipping college and all that
1: yeah I mean uh my parents always wanted me to go to college like still to this day my dad always uh gives me a hard time about going to college he's like dude you still need to go to college you never know if this little entrepreneurship journey can end and be good to have a degree things like that even if you were to go get like a marketing degree um so yeah a lot of a lot of my friends and stuff went to college a lot of um, people that I know like in my family too they went and got their degrees and stuff but it just never is really like in my interest if that makes sense. Yeah. I never really had an interest to go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then from, from there, how did you stumble upon the whole like solo internet entrepreneur thing? To Um, to be honest with
1: you. Yeah. So when I kind of got into like the entrepreneurship, so I was really studying a lot. I learned, I learned about this amazing thing called self-development books. Um, And so I started reading all these books, you know, your standard, pretty much just like every basic self-development book that you can find. Um and then I started stumbling upon Grant Cardone. And Grant Cardone was obviously I was reading like his 10x rule, seller, be sold, be obsessed or be average, pretty much all his like books because that really helped me with all my sales. Um, And then what's kind of funny is I ended up stumbling across all these like internet entrepreneurs. Ty Lopez is one of the first ones. Um, And he was one of the guys who originally pitched like, hey, here's how you can have your own social media marketing agency. And after I was kind of like, hmm, social media marketing you know, I was like, that could be kind of fun. Cause that's something I could do from anywhere. And so that's when I started looking into social media marketing and ran across, you know, researching, how do I build an agency? And then eventually leading into how do I build a Shopify store? Um, and then after that, that's kind of where I started, you know, connecting all the dots together.
0: Huh? That's interesting. That's really, really cool actually. So that's actually a really mm-hmm. good story. So, cause I actually had a friend too, that, um, he's also like a big brand, uh, entrepreneur too. He's running things on, um, Shopify, selling like like, I don't know what he's selling really, but he has like a factory that he has like 16, 17 employees. But he also oh, said wow. that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty big what he does. But then he has, um, he goes back and says like when he was like 15 or something, he saw like Ty Lopez's mm-hmm. videos on the Lambo yeah. and all that. And that actually yeah. was like the thing that broke him into personal development, which then broke him into, you know, internet marketing, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, you go through this whole wormhole of following yep. different gurus every like, you know, every other you month. Do yeah and then different strategies and the crazy thing is
1: yeah and the crazy thing is like that kind of like leading up to that point like I hated I absolutely hated reading like with a passion like growing up I would never read everything I was like oh these like every book is about some sort of like fairy tales and aliens and all this like stuff that I really am not passionate about and then I got to a point where it's like I can't remember what the first book was I think someone like recommended to me but it was a self-development book And all of a sudden I was like, wow, there's actually books out there that, you know, can help you improve in your life. And I was like, and that kind of like opened my eyes a lot. And then eventually the reason I ended up like going, like ended up following Ty Lopez is because this guy was like, I remember seeing that video as well. I like, I turned it off all the time. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like, I'm starting to earn more money. I'm starting to get better relationships. I'm starting to create a better quality of life by reading all these books. You know, they're just helping me out in every area of life. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, this Thai guy is talking about how he reads like a book a day. And I, so that's where I was like, he probably knows something, you know? And so yeah. it's like, that's what kind of led me into following him. And it's like, well, if he's making money on, you know, real estate, uh, social media, this, this, and that, I was like, he probably, you know, has a good point or two that you could you know, listen to or take a a bit in peace from. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I ended up, you know, getting to uh, follow him and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, so... Moving on, when you when you go out there and you you know kind of like took that risk to do like social media marketing agency or you quit like the, your mortgage job, your actual like mm-hmm. main source of income. How did you make that leap of faith to like quit the day job or the main main income stream, I should say, to kind of pursue this weird goal, this Ty Lopez lifestyle type of dream?
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was that was one of the like hardest but most like rewarding decisions I ever made. Um, I remember I got. I think I got my last commission paycheck and it was like five, it was like five to $8,000, something like that. Um, and I took that money and I was like, that is the last money that I'm going to make it, you know, from a job. I got to make this money last as long as it possibly can. Um, and so I pretty much just took that paycheck. I started getting into doing the, uh, the social marketing stuff, like with the agency where I was making like a thousand or so bucks a month um, from all these companies, I was like, I was barely charging them anything. Cause I didn't understand kind of like my worth or what I could do for them. And it was just like, it was weird selling yourself as a business for the very first time, you know, especially as like an agency owner, you're like, I don't even know how much I should charge these people. You know, you see these people out there like, Oh, we're charging each of our clients like $10,000 a month. And I'm like, you know, as good as I think I am, I don't think I could, um, <laughs> morally feel good with charging somebody that much money it is a beginner social media marketing agency owner. Um, so I had a little bit of money coming in from the social media marketing stuff. I had a little bit of money coming in from the uh, e stuff once I started that. Um, but then when I moved to Arizona, I actually got a job at a uh, company called Techademics, which is like an internet marketing college. Um, and so I was actually, in the day I was there doing sales, I was pretty much helping people sign up for their Shopify courses and stuff like that, um, which helped supplement a lot of my income getting started. But also too, because of, I was working there, they were bringing in mentors to teach all these classes about e-commerce literally you know, every week. And so it's kind of a twofold thing because during the day it was helping me pay my bills. It was helping me get my face in front of all these different uh, you know, um, e-com gurus, teachers, mentors, things like that. Um, and then, at night, I was able to go home. I had some money to play with. I could you know put it into ecom stuff like that, um which kind of helped supplement me for uh for quite a bit a good amount of time.
0: Damn. I did not know that that's crazy you yep. Used
1: to work with <laughs> academics yep yeah yep. i I used to <laughs> teach for them several times yeah. back in the day that no, was uh yeah, that was quite a uh, crazy point in life, but it was great because it's like I completely left everybody I knew. I had no friends down there, no family. Literally, I didn't know anybody. It was just me. And so it was like, it was really a, a great time in my life where I was able to really submerge myself in like everything e-commerce because I had no distractions. I had no friends wanting to go out and drink every night. I had, you know, um, no family was like bugging me to come over for dinner and stuff like that. I, it's like the only thing that I could do was focus on e-commerce and learn as much as I can from everybody I could. And it's like when you kind of put yourself in that position where it's like you have no choice but to make money and save yourself, or, you know, in essence, financially float and drown and die. It's like, you end up making it work no matter what. Um, unless you just want to completely give up on it and go start another career path. You know, it's like, if you want to make it work, you put yourself in that kind of position. It's like, you have no other option, but to make it work at that point.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Dang. So, I mean, you have, you've had like a lot of experience doing so many different things, you know, cause so you worked in the mortgage industry, meaning you probably you've done, you know, mm-hmm. high ticket closing. That's really what that is. You know, you're, you're selling people on like.
1: Oh yeah. High ticket
0: like houses, right. Or, or um, commercial real estate or things like that. I mean a four, Mm. a five to $8,000 commission. That means the product that you probably sold was probably well in the hundreds of thousands easily, maybe millions, right?
1: Yeah. That five to 8,000 at that time was like closing two, three loans in like one month or so. Um, so it's like there were, but that was definitely high ticket. I mean, I I remember like closing people on a refinance where you're rolling like 60 to $80,000 into their loan to help save them, you know, X amount of money per month. And it's like, you get a commission off that. But it's like, when you're trying to sell someone on rolling in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of debt onto their loan to save X amount of money and they're banking on, hey, if I stay in this home for 15 years, this is going to pay off this much money. You know, it's going to save me this much money. This this, is not, it's definitely a high ticket close for sure. So I learned like a lot about sales. I learned a lot about, um, you know, talking to people. I learned like that helped improve a lot of my social skills, things like that. Doing that from such a young age and learning. And I think, like, learning, like, everybody I think should have a job in sales at some point in life because it teaches you so much. Like, even like phone sales that I was doing on the mortgage um, industry helped me kind of understand basic human psychology where I can now start selling people online without ever having to talk to them. So, sales is like a very, very good job for anybody to have, regardless of like where you want to go in life, um, because it just teaches you so many valuable skills that you can use pretty much across any industry you ever decide to go into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so you develop all these sales skills there. And then from there, you, those sales skills, I'm assuming would probably help you close clients for your agency when you first got started with it. Right. Exactly. Then, yeah. Cause a yeah. lot of people, they go out there and they learn like these Facebook ads or they learn how to build a Instagram for a local business, but they can't like muster up the courage to go, you know, business to business or go on Yelp and research other people and see like, wow, this guy has mm-hmm. a really crappy Instagram. I can fix this. Right.
1: Yep. Um, that's like yeah, an issue. It is. And the other thing too is like sales gives you a lot of confidence too, talking to people. And so it's like the gym, the reason I got into the, uh, to the gym, which was my first client, I literally signed up to this gym. I went there. I talked to the owner. He's like, Oh, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I own a social media marketing company. And all of a sudden he's like, ding, we're a new business. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I kind of need to get some new clients in. How could you help me? And all of a sudden, then you start pitching your product, your services, things like that. And all of a sudden, boom, you have a client. Same thing. I went to the supplement company, same thing. I went in there. I was buying some supplements just got started talking to the guys like oh what do you do for a living again boom i'm i own a social media marketing company have you ever done stuff in the uh, new uh, supplement space no but i work with gyms you know what i mean so you kind of start leveraging and piggybacking things off one another and all of a sudden you have a client here you got a client there and all of a sudden uh you know it's just it's going to keep growing um but essentially yeah i didn't have those like sales skills and knew how to talk to people i would have probably never like got those clients and it definitely probably would have put me on a different path to where I am today just because I probably would have given up on it most likely have moved towards something else and you know probably would have not been here
0: yeah that's huge damn so yeah that was a lot of information there so um from from there okay so you had mortgage then you did your own agency and then from there Mm -hmm. you went on to learning a lot about e-commerce and just building out your own Shopify store um Mm -hmm. what was your first like you know, products that you were selling on Shopify?
1: Um, So I had two different stores. I had a store in the Jeep niche. Um, It was called Jeepaholics. I actually, long story short, like I kept that store for a long time. Um, And I actually gave it to a friend about four or five months ago. He's like a big Jeeper. I love like, I love Jeeping, but I didn't know enough about it to be a part of that community because it's a very passionate niche. Um, so I was selling a lot of t-shirts to Jeepers that said like eat, sleep, Jeep, repeat, something very simple like that, that sold extremely well to that audience. Um, and then the other store that I had that had a little bit more traction on it was a wine store It's called my wine secret. And essentially like it was a, uh, one of the best sellers that I had was a wine necklace. You've probably seen it before. If you research enough products where it's like, um, yeah, essentially it was a wine glass. that was pouring into a cup. Yeah. So it was like a two piece necklace. And that thing sold like crazy. I started out doing that as like a free plus shipping offer, then bumped it up to $20. And that product itself sustained me to test like a lot of different ads, products, things like that. But that was always like my initial money maker was that, uh, that wine necklace.
0: Damn, that's huge. Yeah. So for a beginner to starting out with Shopify right now, cause I know like the game is a little different right now than it was back then. Obviously there's so many moving parts to actually building an e-commerce business these days. Oh yeah. What, what <laughs> would you, what would you recommend for like a beginner to do if they're just starting out? Like let's say their goal is just to make like a thousand dollars a month profit.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest with you, there's, A lot of things that go into an e-commerce business that i've seen like work now versus what used to work um really right now there's a few key components like the e-commerce cake as i call it number one and the most important thing that you need is you need to build an actual a very very all your imagery needs need to have a lot of good uh branding consistency in your store Um, all your images, graphics, things like that. Like you need to give off a brand perception to people that you are already like a million dollar brand, even if you haven't made a single sale. So I always recommend to people, it's like the number one asset you can have in your e-commerce business getting started is invest some money into a good graphic designer because they can turn a store that looks like it was put together by a kindergartner to a store that literally looks like a million dollar brand, even if you have not made a single sale yet. Um, So like the number one key component into it is branding. um, I personally believe. Number two is going to be your products. Um, there's so many people right now that are selling um, just the basic drop shipping items, um, print on demand, things like that. And unless you really know what you're doing as far as like running your ads and things like that, I believe that's a very, very like that's a hard business model to start. Um, so I would recommend like a few things. Number one is like start looking at different and unique avenues of where you can actually get products from. Um, I'm a big proponent of Etsy dropshipping uh, because Etsy products are usually handmade in the USA. Um, They're very, very personalized, meaning that you can actually mark up the products a ton and they're going to ship from the USA to your customer, which is going to be very, very quick. Typically, it's going to be like within a week, they'll get their product Um, plus like the production time, which is usually a few days. So finding a unique selling channel like Etsy, which you can sell or white label products from, um, that's actually like with Etsy, we've done literally, I think now like over a million dollars in the last like six months or so um, with Etsy drop shipping. It's one of the main like sources for our products. Um, so Etsy drop shipping is great. If you want to start an apparel company, um, the print on demand is the easy way to go. But I do personally believe that the markups on print on demand just aren't quite there to scale a business very, very hard. So what you can do is there's a lot of local places, pretty much anywhere you live, where you can actually just go spend like $500 on a heat press, go buy yourself some some very very good quality shirts. Like a next level shirts, like three dollars. Um, go to go buy some uh, sheets of heat press uh, transfers or whatnot. And all of a sudden you're able to like print and ship out a shirt for like $6 with the best quality compared to like what, let's say Printful would charge you, which would be like 16 or $17. So all of a sudden then you have a $10 more of a margin, which is going to make it a lot easier for you to test products, scale products and be a lot more profitable. Um, So kind of taking again, not taking the easy route, Um, I think is going to be the best way for someone to get started and and taking it a little bit, again, taking a little bit harder out by either finding like a different and unique uh, product source, let's say like Etsy, because most people are sticking to like just AliExpress or, you know, different uh, print on demand platforms. And then if you're going to do some sort of apparel, find out how you can do it yourself because your margins are just going to open up and that's gonna make it a lot easier for you to make money. Hey guys, what's
0: up? So I'm assuming that you're really, really enjoying this content right now because if you made it this far into the video, you probably really love the content. So I'm gonna be really fast with you here because I want to get you back to the content how would you like to build your own online business not some get-rich-quick scheme or nothing MLM or network marketing where you actually got to go out and recruit people but I'm talking about a real-life e-commerce business that does not require AliExpress or, or any high upfront costs or techie skills if you want me to show you how I was able to build my own online business and actually do multiple seven figures in sales with my Shopify stores or also how a bunch of my students were also able to generate either their first dollar online up to even a million dollars online if this is something you're interested in if you're out there trying to figure out how to build your own Shopify store the legit real way and actually learn from someone who's have a proven track record as well as a bunch of students that have done the same then after this call or this, this um, video that you're watching you guys can click below in the description section um, and the link will actually take you to a free training that I created and guys, it's not a fake fake free webinar where I'm going to pitch you a $2,000 course or anything like that. It's actually just a free training. You guys can go ahead and check it out in the link in the description. If you're listening to this on podcast or, you know, some other um, channel where there's no link in the description, just go to www.peterchanjr.com forward slash ecom. Again, that's peterchanjr.com forward forward slash ecom. All right. So let's get back to the content because I know you guys are loving this content right now. Peace
1: out. Um, cause if you're like selling t-shirts and your store isn't optimized where like people are buying like two, two, three products on average, like your AOV is just not where it needs to be. It's going to be very hard for you to make money selling single t-shirts one at a time when you're just getting started. Um, since you'll be like breaking even or most likely like losing money. If you aren't, you know, a very good, like if you're not good at running ads or understand what you're doing with ads, it's going to be like very, very hard to make money when you don't have that average order value and those profit margins to, uh, you know, to kind of play around with. So those are kind of like the few things that I'd recommend to someone getting started.
0: Yeah. And that was a lot. I was really good. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. I mean,
0: the first thing you mentioned was branding, right? That's something I always mm-hmm. tell too. Like, um, I know, Like back in the day, you don't need to worry too much about branding. You can you can kind of just get away with the original Shopify theme, maybe get a Fiverr logo. All the free things,
1: Fiverr, Canva, yeah, build it all yourself. It's really easy.
0: But um, nowadays, I feel like you have to drop some cash because I I always tell Mm -hmm. students, especially beginner students, to try to give away some of your products for free to micro influencers and have them take pictures of it. That way you can not only will they promote it for you because they're micro influencers, hopefully they do it for free. Cause it's micro, you know, you're not asking Kylie yeah. Jenner to promote something <laughs> for you. You're asking yeah. like someone that has maybe a hundred thousand, 50,000, 10,000 followers, and they'll be happy because they're getting a free product and then your store will look amazing. Cause now you have like 10 different micro influencers. Reviews, that are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Looks app, whatever it is. And that's just going to double or triple your branding. And mm-hmm. it's going to make your store look 10 times better because you know, yep. that's something we didn't really have to worry about back then. Um, back then, it was just churn and burn. You know, you throw 10 products exactly. up, 10 fails, throw 10 more up. You find a winner, scale the winner, and mm-hmm. you're good, you know? Um, and you rinse and repeat all year long, pretty much. But so yep. back then, it was more about who had the bigger team. Whoever had the bigger team was making the most money because then they could scale harder. They can launch more products, you know? And then nowadays, um, it's more about... Really, who who has the perception of a big team? Like, mm-hmm. you know, who looks nicer, who looks cooler? But that Etsy drop shipping that you were talking about was actually something I, I think Don Wilson kind of teaches it, but he didn't teach mm-hmm. it the way you taught it. Um, calling it Etsy drop shipping is actually interesting. So, what what are you doing? Are you going out to Etsy, looking at like top sellers, looking for something that's unique, that's not on AliExpress, and then you're reaching out to them, asking them if they're willing to fulfill the products if you sold it on your
1: store? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So one really, really interesting thing that I've learned is that um, kind of just taking a step backwards is like with branding, especially. So I feel like personally that the the e-commerce little gurus of the world have kind of actually like saturated a lot of the Facebook audience um, to where people know if they're buying something if it's going to come from China and they're going to get disappointed. I feel like a lot of the like shoppers that are on Facebook that buy from ads they've been burned by people who it's like they've ordered their products, they just never got them. They ordered products and they're like, I'm never gonna order something from Facebook again because it's gonna take eight weeks to get here. Or it arrived and they're just like, this is the cheapest thing in the world, like I shouldn't have spent my money on that. And so people are becoming very, very aware of what type of businesses are advertising on Facebook. Obviously the big brands they can trust, but these small little like niche shops that pop up they kind of understand what you're doing at this point in time. If you're trying to just flip products from China now, not to say that there is isn't opportunity there. I know a lot of money or a lot of people making a lot of money doing drop shipping. A lot of people who just like bulk import products from Aliexpress to the U S and then ship them out from there. There's a lot of opportunity to be made there, but you know, you kind of got to play at a different angle nowadays, but regardless, um, because like so many of that, like that drop shipping business model with Aliexpress have been taught people try and like pop up these stores left and right as quick as they can. Just like you said, add products and try and make a quick buck. Well, people understand what they're going to buy if they buy from a store that has that kind of look, scammy look super deals.com or something Yeah, Superdeals.com. Yep. So <laughs> that's where I always recommend it's like branding is literally your number one, like component to running a su- successful e-commerce store. Cause if you have a brand that people like immediately look at and they're like, Hey, I, I, Like, literally, this brand has that, like, no like and trust factor. Like, they go onto the site. They're like, yes, I'm literally comfortable giving the site my money. I like it. I feel comfortable buying from it. It looks like high-quality products, things like that. Um, It's going to help your conversion rates and your success in the long run just, like, tremendously. So, branding is super important. Now, Etsy, essentially, like, what I do with Etsy dropshipping is I'm going on Etsy. I'm searching around for a different unique personalized products i've always found best that like it, me personally selling personalized products has always worked better um especially in the long term more than like generic products i feel like generic products unless they're kind of unique um will tend to kind of burn out and so well, it's like explain you're what
0: personalized uh, products are sorry
1: yeah so personalized product like i sell jewelry so essentially like the jewelry i sell it's like they can engrave their name on it they can add a birthstone to it they can like anything that makes it unique to them personally. So usually it's like, usually it's like name engraving or birthstones, Um, you know, birthstones they can add to the jewelry, things like that, Um, add a like a little tag with a birth date on it, anything that can make that piece unique to them. Um, So essentially like, and that can be done with any kind of item, like, especially like, let's say in the pet niche, you can buy a dog bowl with the name of the pet on there, or you can buy like a um, I don't even know. You can buy like pillowcases with, you know, names on them. You can, you can pretty much find personalized items in any industry.
0: Are, are uh, you, um, so when the customer goes to your Shopify store, they have the opportunity to type this stuff in, right. And decide what they want.
1: Yep. Yep. So that's, that's normally not available through Shopify. You can't actually do that. So I actually, um, use an app called bold product options and that's how you can like make, that's how you can add, uh, those like personalization aspects into your Shopify store where it's like, Hey, select your names like this, you can pretty much build out like infinite options because shopify wants you options. to like 99 yep bold product options and that's an app in um, shopify yep and that's like an app that they can use to like upload a photo to a product okay. if they're getting like a photo uploaded to a bracelet um that's where they can go ahead and like type in a, a name that can get like engraved and that's how in essence you collect that info so when you do place the order on etsy it's like okay here's the info boom 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 because boom. shopify only does like the drop down boxes they don't do text input they don't do yeah. photo upload anything's like that so you need that app on there to uh, to do that
0: yeah, and then Shopify has the one where you can click the option to like small or large mm-hmm. and the basic stuff. But yeah. Yeah, um, just drop downs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys also want, you guys can check out an app called Shine On. They also do personalized mm-hmm. stuff. Um, T-Launch, I know they also do personalized stuff, whether it be for mugs, T-shirts, and things like that. Gear Bubble, yep. they also do personalized stuff. But doing personalized things, uh, make it so you can actually price your products at a higher rate. customers are willing to pay for it. Yeah. Cause yeah, they're, they're assuming that it's for a specific day or a specific situation.
1: mm -hmm. And again, it makes it unique to them. So it's crazy. Is like on Etsy, some of our personalized products, a personalization that literally costs us $3, like our raw cost. I'm charging the customer $15 for, and they can literally like do like three different level, like three different kinds of personalization on their items. So it's like, I'm literally getting an extra $12, you know, profit for every personalization they put on the product. So even if I sell the base product at cost, because they need to personalize the item, it's like I can make, you know, say $36 or more profit on every product that I sell just because those little personalization factors. So it's it's a great way to literally sell a product for a lot more because it's like unique to them. They're like, oh, I want my name. Oh no, I want the birthstone. Oh no, I want the little angel, you know, angel wing tag or whatever you put on the jewelry. So it's like, there's so many ways that you can increase your profit on a product. Whereas a generic product, it's like, Oh, here's a, uh, here's a bracelet. You know, let's just say like a, a bead bracelet. It's like, Oh, well, that's $20. You can't do anything more than that. It's like, yeah. Oh, you can try and sell them a bundle. You can try and sell them a set with like the matching necklace earrings, things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, personalization allows you to increase your profit margins just tremendously.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. So with Etsy, um, you're going out there and you're reaching out to these like suppliers on Etsy or right? already these sellers on mm-hmm. Etsy. Um, How much are you marking up the products on average? Like three or four X, just like AliExpress?
1: Yeah, so typically uh, three to four X is uh, usually what we see. Um, the products that I like to sell are typically in like the 50, like they usually base start about 50, $60, uh, meaning that I'm getting them for like usually $20 or cheaper. But again, that's like the base and then you add on the personalization aspects on top of that. Um, so essentially what I do is like, I'll go on Etsy, I'll find products that I like, and then I'll actually message a seller and I'll be like, Hey, uh, I just, I ran across your product. I actually own the sh- uh, jewelry store and then I'll put the domain there so they can actually check it out. That's very important to do. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I really think my customers would absolutely love your product. Um, is there any way that you would let us sell the product on your store? And then essentially once the order comes in, I'll just place it with you on Etsy and have you ship it to the customer. Usually they're like, yes, that sounds great. And then you just verify with them, hey, do I have the, uh, like, do I have the rights to use your images? Do I have the rights to use your reviews on my shop? And that's a great little hack right there is getting the reviews from their Etsy shop and putting those photo reviews on your store. A lot of them are okay with it because obviously it's their product. um, So that's very good to do. And then essentially you'll ask them for a discount. Be like, hey, to make it easier for me to make money and for me to get you sales, is there any way I can get a discount on your product? And it's like one of our top sellers right now she gives us a 30% discount compared to what the product is selling for on Etsy. Her product, like our best selling product that I have, her product on Etsy sells for $30 and I'm selling it on my store for uh 60. That's before like the personalization. And so it's like, I'm getting the, I'm getting a discount on the store. So my raw product costs is again, like $20 selling it for 60 and then adding the personalization on top of there. So there's a lot of sellers on like Etsy again, that have these like super unique items and then, and just want to push units. And because like, you know how to do paid advertising, you know, you can drive those sales for them. Whereas (laughs) since they're they're on Etsy, they're reliant on organic traffic. Yep. Algorithm. And the other thing is they're also like the thing that like, is kind of hard for them too, is it's a, it's a competitive mark marketplace because it's search-based. If you search bead bracelet, there's like a million bead bracelets. So it's like, they're having to sell their products for cheaper to try and get more sales to rank up. You know what I mean? It's like, And then like, when you're talking about jewelry, it's like, then you're now uh, playing with materials like a, you know, a a alloy uh, bracelet is going to cost way cheaper than like a 925 sterling silver bracelet. And so it's like, everybody's like playing this price game on Etsy where, so that's where like people like, like my students, at least the ones I've done like one-on-one coaching stuff with, they're always like their biggest, um, the biggest thing they always ask me, they're like, well, if the product is on Etsy for $30, why are they going to buy it more on my, or why are they going to buy it for more on my store? Well, it's like, because Etsy is search-based, they have options. When you take someone to your store, they're on their own little island. They don't know that they can buy this bracelet from other sellers for 92 different prices. They're on your store. This is the only bracelet. This is the price, you
0: know? Plus your brand Um, and your theme and all that.
1: Yeah. Plus when you mix in your brand, your theme, you know, when you optimize your store for conversion rates, things like that. Um, people are just going to be much more likely to be buying that from you or, you know what I mean? They're going to be able to buy at that price. Like same thing. I could go, you know, I could go into a, uh, just any store, you know, any store down the road and be like, Oh, I can probably get this on Amazon for cheaper, but I'm in their store. I'm already looking at the item. You're probably going to buy it more, but you could probably find it cheaper at any other, you know, store location um, or any kind of like online outlet or something like that. So again, it's like isolating them on your own little Island, which is your store, you know, kind of barging them in with all your like branding, your conversion elements, things like that, you know, people buy pr- products at a higher price than they will somewhere else. So that's like never, it should never be a factor on why you shouldn't try and sell it for more.
0: Yeah. Damn. That was good. See, I mean, I, I feel like this past like 20 minutes, that like five minutes that you've had was like going to help someone make like an extra couple hundred thousand dollars already. <laughs> yeah. I that's appreciate really it. good stuff. Um, yeah, you have, I feel like you have this very incredible ability to just like solve problems because this is a really creative thing that you did with just going into Etsy and, and drop shipping from there.
1: Um, did you,
0: mm-hmm. did you think of this yourself or how did you like wonder upon doing this?
1: I, to be honest with you, I was just sick and tired of playing the, uh, the drop shipping game. Like yeah. I was just, uh, AliExpress was giving us, like, I was just tired of like logging into my support inbox and just seeing all these pissed off customers. We got like a Facebook page shut down because the feedback score is so low, and I'm just like, dude, this is no longer like sustainable anymore. Like drop shipping to me personally, like if I could <laughs> just like if I, well I, if I could be completely honest, like everybody listening, if you want to do drop shipping, test your product for one week. If you know it sells, ship like even ten units, fifty units to you, DHL them, and then start fulfilling them from the USA ASAP. Like fulfilling from the USA is the only way that you're going to be able to make money, like at least in my personal opinion with AliExpress in the long term, is you're going to have to move the product from China to the USA and then ship it out yourself, which it's very easy to set up like a basic fulfillment center and things like that. But if you're 100% reliant on shipping products from China, especially with all the logistics issues that are going on right now with the coronavirus, all that other stuff, it's like it is... Extremely hard, like all these, as you know, like all these different social media channels like Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, everybody's cracking down on like selling bad products to people. Facebook, like Facebook, especially wants people to have the best user experience possible on their platforms. So when they find out that you know your customer service is shit, your products are taking forever to get there, the quality is horrible when they get the products like that, they don't want you advertising on their platform. You know, they're gonna give you a low, they're gonna like make it so your feedback score dips. You're going to spend more money on ads. You're not going to be able to make money. Stripe's going to hold your money. PayPal's going to hold your money. And all of a sudden, you're just kind of stuck there. It's just, it's not a, like, it's not a sustainable business model just to be 100% drop shipping from China right now. And again, that's just in my personal opinion, from my experience, there is ways to make it happen. Again, like if you want to transition into in-house fulfillment, but being 100% reliant on drop shipping from AliExpress is just no longer a business model I think anybody should really be, uh, you know, getting into.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, just dropshipping in general. That's something I've always like. I had some, some of the worst experience, with. I'm sure you have too. I mean, everyone's out there. You know, we've had PayPal accounts get slapped. We've had money being held up. I mean, I feel like everyone I know in this space has had a story like that. Um, everyone. I, yeah, my Facebook. And if you have you, you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, it's just it's just like the story of internet marketing. Um, so anyway, the segue along a little bit past that, let's talk about, cause me, so when you talk about the branding, right? For me, whenever I talk about the branding aspect, I always talk about the back end, the email marketing and things like that. And how powerful that is, because it allows you mm-hmm. to, you know, not be afraid to break even on the front end. You know, mm-hmm. talk to us about that. Do you do a lot of email marketing yourself?
1: Um, email, yes, but I'm more starting to lean towards SMS marketing. We are having such insane returns on SMS marketing right now compared to emails. It's insane. Like one of our, uh, one of our flows, um, just the abandonment cart flow that I was testing on, um, on, uh, this brand that I'm working with right now, it's like on, on, uh, email, we'd be getting maybe a hundred to $300 a day in revenue from email. Now, again, these emails are just like, there's something that I wrote. I'm, I know quite a bit about email marketing and copywriting, but I'm not a specialist. I feel like myself, like I'm, I'd rank myself like an eight out of 10 in every area e-commerce, but when it gets to a point where I want to kind of move things to the next level, I'm going to hire people out in each different spot. We can talk about that later, but essentially it's like, we were getting a few hundred dollars a day, let's say on the email marketing on the abandonment cart flows. We then transition those over to SMS flows and we're now doing like over a thousand dollars a day in those flows. SMS marketing to me is way, way more powerful than email marketing. Um, but again, I'm a huge fan of, in essence, opening up all different channels to really capture as much revenue as possible. A lot of people will end up breaking even on the front end Facebook ads if your store isn't completely optimized, but that's where there's a good, there's a good opportunity for you to make money um, through other channels. Push notifications are good. Push Owl is a really good Shopify app. SMS Bump is the app that we use for SMS marketing. Uh, Klaviyo for email marketing, those are some very, very good channels that you can turn on to really squeeze that extra juice out of the lemon from what you're getting from your Facebook ads. Because there's there's a lot of money to be made in email. I'm not saying that it's, uh, it's bad. I'm just saying right now I'm starting to see a lot better returns on SMS. There's a lot of money to be made on SMS. There's a lot of money to be made on push notification. There's even a lot of money to be made on uh, messenger bots, like Facebook messenger bots. So it's like opening up these channels, putting in flows across all the different platforms. You're going to capture a lot more revenue from those ads that you're running. So I definitely recommend opening up like all your different sales channels like that.
0: Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, what, what about um, different traffic channels? Are you, are you doing a bunch of different traffic channels too, or are you just relying on Facebook?
1: Um, normally what I've been sticking to is just Facebook and Google. Uh, um, I'm kind of starting to reach out. Um, I want to like start getting a little bit more into Pinterest. Uh, that's been like a real, um, that's something I've been like really interested in for a little while. Uh, but typically like Facebook, Google, email, between those three and then now like SMS, I'd say Facebook, Google, email, SMS, like you can easily do a million dollars a more a month if you just learn how to use all those channels. Um, and again, it's like if you want to learn them yourself, cool. Um, or if you want to hire someone to do that yourself. But between those four channels, you can easily make like a seven-figure-a-month brand. Um, you don't, I don't personally believe you need to go out beyond, beyond that um, unless you're looking to like, let's say, increase your profit margins. Um, you know, kind of go omnipresent where you're retargeting people across every single platform, things like that. But those are typically the ones that I stick to and that I recommend, like if you're getting started and want to get up to that, you know, six, seven figure a month type of point.
0: Mm-hmm. So with Facebook, you mean like
1: Instagram too, right? And the story and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And yep. Google, so Facebook, you mean a... Instagram, Google, Google, YouTube, YouTube's like for us has been a little bit tricky. Um, because the video ads are just, they're very different than the ones that you show on Facebook. Yeah. YouTube is a little bit more of like brand awareness type ads. I feel, um, for like physical products. I know YouTube works incredible for digital products. Like just look at like, like Alex Becker running all his ads on uh, YouTube and everything like that. Um, but for physical products, we still haven't got the most traction. We get a lot of traction on Google, like Google shopping, Google PPC, um, but YouTube ads have been a little bit tricky for us. Um, yeah. even with like some very, very optimized videos, like ones that are crushing it on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube, just been a little bit harder for us to crack. And again, that could be, it could be me running. It could be, you know, some of the people that I hire having a little bit harder time. It could be our creatives. There's a lot of things that could go into it. Um, so I don't, I'm not saying don't try it, but just, uh, just know it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I mean, child out. Yeah. With, with YouTube
0: ads, I know the, the ad itself has to kind of like your product has to solve a problem that someone's searching for on YouTube. It's not like a pattern interrupt, like in Facebook.
1: Um, Exactly. Yeah. So what about Snapchat? Have you messed with that one? I haven't. I know a lot of people that are crushing on Snapchat with the giveaway contest. Um, But as far as like direct like sales on Snapchat, I haven't tried it myself. Um, And I only know like two or three people off the top of my head who actually do run on Snapchat though. Okay. So it's kind of like an, un it's still kind of that like mystery platform. I feel like where, you know, not a lot of people have ventured into it, but a few people have ventured into it and are like crushing it. Um, just with like different type of like business models and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend to anybody like going in there, trying it cause I've heard like CPMs are really low. Jeez. You get some good video ads. It's like, you know, you can get some good click through rates and even like, I've always been curious just to run a few video ads on Snapchat just to get like the, uh, just to get the clicks. And then you can retarget them on Facebook, Google, things like that. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend people, you know, go out, try these different platforms because when a new platform like Snapchat comes along and there's not a lot of people in the advertising space, you can get a lot more for your money on that platform. So, you know, it's like me, I know how to optimize all these other channels. Um, eventually I'll probably hire someone to come in and do the Snapchat ads who knows how to do it better than me um, or who has more experience in it. But like, if you're a beginner and you're looking to learn an ads platform, I'd recommend like getting into one that's like cheaper to learn on like Snapchat. You know, there's a lot of opportunity on a lot of these ad platforms like Snapchat, TikTok, kind of these ones that are a little bit less taught across the industry. Um, there's a lot of opportunity there for the people who want to put in that effort.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I know, I know for me, Snapchat is really, really dirt cheap, but then the quality of mm-hmm. the clicks that you get are kind of whack. So it's kind of got it. Yeah. Give or <laughs> take because mm-hmm. are a bunch of kids on there, but
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, damn, true. that was a
0: lot of information. I know we've been on for almost like an hour now, so I'll be a little quick
1: kind of no trying to get you knows. out of here. So um, <laughs>
0: you are good. You're good. What do you, what do you, um, like, what should people do nowadays if they're trying to like look into entrepreneurship? Do you recommend college at all? Do you want, how do you recommend people get information on online businesses or like building this e-commerce thing or just entrepreneurship mm, in general?
1: That's a really good question. Number one. Number one, I'd almost like kind of circle back to what I was talking about earlier is like, go find a very, very, like, it doesn't have to be a very, very good job, but go find like a good sales job where you can make like heavy commissions off sales. Because one of the things that you can do to kind of test the waters in entrepreneurship is working for yourself. And in essence, when you work for commissions, you do work for yourself. So getting into sales is going to teach you a ton of valuable skills that you're going to be able to use no matter what area of life you end up going into. Um, but that's where you're really going to be able to test yourself as a person. Because when you get in sales, again, you're going, to be, you're going to be the one who's responsible for all your commissions and how much money you make. So you can really test yourself like, hey, am I the kind of person who's going to step up, um, you know, I mean, kind of go down this self-development route, learn how to better my skills, learn how to become a better person and actually start making money when you start making money and have like your, you know, you have a good base coming in, you have some money set aside, things like that. That's where I would start to look at these other opportunities that really interest you. I wouldn't jump into like a, kind of like an internet marketing business. If it's like you're, if you're on your last dollars and things like that, I have a lot of people come up to me that like, Hey man, I have a thousand dollars left. I want to get into Shopify stuff like that. And I'm just like, dude, like it's never good, at least for me personally, to jump into something when you're like that, You're that close on your funds and your bank account money because you're going to be making more emotional decisions than you are like strategical decisions, and you don't have the flexibility to to make the strategical decisions that you may need to make to get to the next level. So, I'd recommend like setting aside, putting away some money, Um, and then while you have a good income source coming in, then start to experiment with this internet marketing businesses. Um, it's getting the last thing I ever like want to see happen to people is all of a sudden they spend their last thousand dollars on this business, they fail, and now they're like, Oh. You know you didn't teach me right or they start putting blame they start blaming themselves you can kind of put someone in a very very bad rabbit hole if you put them in a bad position um so i always recommend like take the take kind of like the high road um start like investing in yourself first um get into like a good like sales commission job where you can kind of test yourself safely as an entrepreneur get some money get some base coming in and then from there start um start just a side hustle you know start with a, a social media marketing agency That may be a little bit easier because the other person has the business. You just need to advertise. Um, I would almost recommend starting that before Shopify because it'll it'll teach you the marketing component without having to know the business component. Once you know the marketing component, then start working on your Shopify store because then all you have to figure out is the business component, but you already have the marketing component down. And that's where you're going to lose a lot of money is not, really, not necessarily in the business components. I feel like there's a lot of education, a lot of places out there where you can learn that business component on how to run a dropshipping store, print-on-demand store, apparel company, whatever kind of company you want. But if you don't know how to make money with your ads, that's where everybody loses, their, you know, loses all their money. Uh, it's because they're running like Facebook ads that don't work. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you just blew through $1,000, got two sales. Obviously, that's not sustainable. Um, so yeah, if I had to like recommend anything to anybody, that's kind of the path that I would recommend uh, people go through.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, for, for me, I always recommend, you know, keep your day job, whatever it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. always, always just keep your day job for now. Um, and you have to really work on the discipline aspect of trying to balance that day job. And on the weekend, instead of going out and partying, instead of spending your last dollar on drinks or buying that new video game, you got to learn to save that extra income that you have coming Mm -hmm. in. And if you don't have that extra income that you have to learn how to delete things off your lifestyle, you know, wear cheaper clothes, get a cheaper car. Don't drive Mm -hmm. as much, buy the cheapest gas. Like you have to learn how to do that because that in itself, not only is it building revenue for your life, but you're practicing discipline, which is almost like you have to have that for entrepreneurship, you know, which is Mm -hmm. why Alex was bringing up the whole sales job issue. Like you having a sales job, you're completely 100% dependent on yourself, whether or not you want to get paid or not you know, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to learn a lot, you know, and take a thousand failures and go through all of it. That's on you, you know, yep. cause, um, you know, having a sales job, like, I don't care how charismatic or charming you think you are. You're going to be dealt <laughs> with a lot of adversity. Yep. You know, you're going to, yep. you're going to have a lot of nose. You're going to have a lot of backlash and dealing with that is really how you grow as an entrepreneur and as a, a marketer, you know? Um, so I would recommend keeping your day job you know, if you if you want to go find like a side hustle, like keep your day job in on the weekends, right? Or on the days off because everyone has a different schedule. Mm-hmm. Save your money and start studying a lot. Okay. Personal development yep. books, following these these gurus, right? Follow Alex. Follow myself. Follow Ty Lopez. Follow anyone that um You know, I mean, if you're listening to this call, then you're already on the right path, kind of just listening to calls like this instead of listening to music, right? Listening to calls like this instead of watching, you know, TV um, on the weekends, watch, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and things Mm -hmm. like that. And you keep doing that while you're stacking money during your regular day job. And then from there, okay, when you feel comfortable enough, start a regular side hustle, okay? Whether you're out there closing sales for a company or real estate, or you're going to start, you know, maybe... Work for someone for free as their social media marketing Mm -hmm. agency, um, as your own social media marketing agency, but run their social media at your local yoga studio or at your local, you know, jujitsu school, go there, ask the instructor, if you can do it for them for free, if you get them results, pay you, you know, Mm -hmm. that that way you can educate yourself right now, like right here, what you're doing, you're educating yourself and apply this education to see if it, it will work for someone else then as, that, as you start doing that, you'll begin to see momentum. You, know, you might or might not make money your first year doing this. You know, I mean, who knows, right? I've seen guys um, take this path, and within six months, they're, they're just savants, you know, they, they crush. And I've seen people that take like two or three years, and then they crush, you know? It takes time. Um, everyone's mm-hmm. going to grow differently. Everyone yep. has a different, like, um, think of it like every time you're out there and you're in the trenches uh, listening to audios like this, reading books, or you're running ads for someone else, you're learning, you know, you're not wasting money. You're not wasting time. You're learning, you're educating yourself and you're constantly getting better and better um, as a beginner, intermediate, or even advanced people. You know, like one of the reasons why, you know, when I was following Alex, one of the things I respect so much about him. And one of the things I learned so much about him is it doesn't matter how big the businesses he's building or what he's doing with this business. He's still investing into personal development you know, he's still hiring mentors. He's still reading these books. He's still going out of his way to like these events to work with these high, high level guys. Like tell them about some of the people that you're working with right now. And some of these like gurus that you look up to.
1: Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that I'd ever recommend for somebody too, is like the, the biggest thing that you want to invest in is going to be yourself a hundred percent. Like I, I have literally like put, like invested more money into myself than I have anything else, whether it be with like coaches, whether it be with like books, whether it be with programs, things like that. And those always pay off. Like literally the greatest investment you can ever make is going to be into yourself. Um, and it's always a good investment too, because like it gives you a different level of kind of like accountability. You know, if you're gonna go drop, you know, let's say 997 on this like digital course, you're going to take that pretty seriously because you just, you know, put a gun chunk of money into it. Um, Like for me recently, like one of the changes that I want to have in my life is I just want to get like completely shredded. So I went out and hired like a very, very expensive coach to go ahead and get me, you know, working out and in shape and stuff like that. And I'm starting to get like some, some very, very serious results coming on because I'm like, I feel I'm more accountable, Like I have to be more accountable to myself. I have skin in the game and it's like, I'm working with someone who knows what they're doing. Same thing with like anything else, like in life and business, it's like I have, a, I have a life coach, I literally pay, teaches me about relationships, teaches me about finances, he teaches me about, you know, spirituality and being connected with higher beings and stuff like that, uh, teaches about like uh, business production, everything like that. And again, it's like having those people who have what you want, and then hiring them to teach you those things is literally like a shortcut in life. Um, so I, I recommend more than anything, go find yourself a coach, go find yourself a mentor and you can, you can literally learn anything. It's like, it's, you know, it may be hard to like spare the money to hire somebody, but I promise you that that money is going to pay off like tenfold itself. Um, so that's one of the things that I'd recommend. Like I'm like, I'm the biggest proponent of hiring like a, a coach, a mentor, in literally any area of life that you want to change something. You know, it's like, if you want to go learn the piano, why spend you know years trying to learn how to do it yourself and like countless youtube videos literally go pay a piano teacher go there two or three times a week and then before you know it like six months all of a sudden you're able to play whatever you want to play you know in front of you and that's kind of like the same thing in business life fitness relationships just go out and like find those people who have what you want pay them to literally teach you and it's going to be like a huge shortcut for you in your life um and if that's not like an option for you to pay Um again that's where you kind of need to start making some like radical changes to you know how you make money. Again, look at like different opportunities to make more money, start being more disciplined, exactly like what you were saying, or start reaching out to some of these people and start offering your value in exchange for their time. Um and that's one of like the biggest things that I've learned is that you can be incredibly powerful asset to someone in their business. And that's like one of the like the quickest ways that I grew as like an e-commerce entrepreneur is I went and worked for a mentor who was doing some very, very crazy numbers. Um, And at that time, what was kind of interesting is because I was still kind of on the bottom floor of e-commerce, I was very, very resourceful. I was looking at all these different ideas and stuff that like all these different ideologies and all these different like areas of this business where they didn't really explore because their heads were kind of up here Mine's down here, I'm looking at the finer details, which can make a huge difference at the top line. They're kind of just looking at the top line and figuring out how to manage things and they're overseeing like a lot of these little options. But having someone like resourceful and valuable like that, learning to like build with a business partner who kind of has all those other aspects together, that can also help teach you a lot as well. Um, So it's it's always a great way to like, uh, again, offer your value in exchange for someone else's time um, and also like learn using what I call like OPM or other people's money. You know, if you can go work for someone else running an e-commerce agency, doing what you want to do, even if you're in customer support, even if you're fulfilling orders, you're now behind the lines. You're now seeing exactly what goes into that business day in and day out. You see what the ads look like. You see what the ad account and the results look like. You can start asking questions every single day to like the ads guy, like, Hey, how does this work? How does this work? You can ask questions, the email marketing team, how does this work? You can start talking to their designers, figuring out about branding stuff you can start talking, you know, numbers to everybody's trying to like figure out how everything works. And that's a real, real, real quick way to learn how to do uh, pretty much stuff is get involved with somebody, you know I mean, who's doing what you want to do. Um, even if you're working at like the lowest level of their company, you know, you can either a climb, but B more importantly, you can see what a business looks like, you know, from the inside out.
0: Yeah, that was, that was really, really good. Um, so right now, uh, you know, you've gone through like so many different projects. I feel like you've done, you know, sales jobs, at, at being a mortgage person. Then, then you went on and ran your own social media marketing agency um, on like the really lower level where you're kind of just mm-hmm. doing it for local businesses. And you've even done it at a really high level, right? For multiple mm-hmm. seven, eight figure guys um, with different projects that you guys have started. And then now you're out, off doing your own um, kind of like your big, big e-commerce brand doing Etsy dropshipping. And you've also done like mentoring and helping a lot of people get started, make their own money, six, seven figures and and things like that. Um, what do you think the difference is? Because I'm sure by now you've came across so many different, um, just phases of entrepreneurship and business owners. Mm -hmm. What is the main major difference between kind of like the ones that make it into the full-time internet marketer? This is all they do. They don't need a regular job to the ones that really never excel past a certain point.
1: Mm -hmm. The, the, only determining factor between the people who want it and don't want it um or people who make it and don't make it is the people who really want it will make it happen because i ask like people all the time they're like i'm like hey do you want to be a full-time e-commerce entrepreneur yes yes i do i want to be i want to be the next guru whatever okay well you're not acting like it you're out partying on the weekends you're out you know spending all this money on all these like designer all this designer bullshit. you're like literally not you're not saving up you're not investing in yourself. You haven't bought a, you know, a self-development book. You haven't hired a coach. You haven't done any of this. Do you truly, truly want this in the bottom of your heart? And a lot of people, when you start pulling back all their layers of bullshit, they actually don't want it. But the people who do, I'm sure you've come across like, more of the entrepreneurs that have made it than not, who've told you, hey, dude, I've tried 10, like, 10 different stores that have, that have failed. And all of a sudden, I had this one you know, kind of winner that happened. It's because they truly wanted it. They never gave up they started adjusting all their little micro habits, whether it be waking up a few hours early to kind of study and put into their business, going to bed a few hours late, switching up music for podcasts, um, books, things like that. Um, like you can tell they truly want it. The people who don't truly want it, you can, you can literally look at their life and I can tell you who's going to be successful and who's not. Unless all of a sudden a you know, strike lightning hits and all of a sudden their products take off, you know, that's one in every, you know, 10,000 or more people. I don't even know. It's a crazy amount. Regardless, it's like the people who really want it are going to get it. The people who don't aren't. And you have to like be true. Like you have to be so honest with yourself on is, is this something I want? Because if it is something you want, you're going to start making these like literally one degree shifts in every area of your life to align yourself with that goal of making it. So that's, that's what I recommend is like if you really want to ask yourself like, hey, am I going to be successful in this space? You gotta like truly, truly, truly ask yourself, not bullshit anything, but ask, do I truly want this? Like, literally, look at last, last seven days. What did you do? Did you wake up early? Did you start studying? Did you start saving up money so you could spend more money on ads? Have you looked into hiring a coach? Have you read a book? Have you, you know, I mean, started listening to more audiobooks, more podcasts, things like that? Have you wrote down your goals? You know what I mean? And it's like, you also have to, too, like, get all your other areas of life dialed in. I call it like cleaning your house. Have you started like working out and getting your fitness on point? So when you get your, your body on point, you're going to get your mind on point. You're going to be a lot sharper with these things. Are is your diet on point So you can start thinking more clearly throughout the whole day, be a lot more energized. Like there's so many things that go into it, but it's like the people who really want it, you can tell just how by they act and what they do, if they really want it. And if they're going to be you know successful down the road. So that's uh that's my kind of spill on that.
0: Yeah. That's really, really powerful. Um, Oh, uh, that's really powerful. Actually. Uh, it's funny because, like, for, for me, like, whenever I get into like a conversation with someone and they're young, right? Or especially if they're young, because usually are the, the young people that are the naive ones that that talk like mm-hmm. a big, a big game. But I can tell already whether they're not gonna they're gonna make it or not. You know, there's some kids I talk to them, and I'm like, it really doesn't matter what strategy I give them; they're gonna make it. Like, it doesn't matter how the game turns; they're gonna make it because they have, like, they're so resilient. You know, like I met this like sixteen year old exactly. kid this 16 year old kid at a conference one time. He, he lives in San Diego, which is about two hours away, but he's mm. only like 16. He sneaks out from home just to be at this event. It was a $2,000 event. Wow. He sneaks out to this $2,000 event. He had a Shopify store that did six figures and he made zero profits because his mom shut it down saying it was a scam. None of his customers got the wow. products because the store got shut down. His mom called Shopify store, Shopify, and told him, yeah, my son made a mistake and he got it shut down. But yet he's so hungry that it didn't affect him at all. He's still pressing forward. He made $40,000 promoting like, um, you know, back in the day when they had the clown, the clown was in the streets and it was all dark. He did those type of viral videos on YouTube. So he's so creative with ways to make money. And his parents Mm -hmm. are so against it. And I'm like, dude, it really doesn't matter what happens. You're probably going to make it. You're so psychotically resilient. Yeah. You know And fast forward, like three or four years later, I see him on Instagram. He's living on his own, like doing his own thing. And I was like, go figure, you know, there's nothing I could have said or done because his journey was so hard because his parents were pushing him down so much, but he still Mm -hmm. found ways to like sneak out and build this business here, partner up with this guy, do this here, risk it all. And it didn't matter whether he failed or not. It wasn't going to mess with his enthusiasm.
1: You know? Exactly. It's all about being relentless. And again, going like having that resilience, like, every, every successful person you've ever talked to has failed more time. Like this sounds so cliche, but they have literally failed more times than they can count, you know? And it's like, I can even tell you like how many stores, how many affiliate deals, how many, how much money that I've lost on Facebook trying to make shit work just for one day for it to finally happen, you know? And again, it's like the only reason that essentially it's like, I, I don't even feel like myself, like I've made it yet. Like I have such big goals that it's like, when I tell people they're like, you're fucking crazy, but it's like, I, I feel that I've made it to a degree, but not even close to where my full potential is. Like, I'm, I'm like, uh, I can't remember what they call it. It's like, I'm blissfully dissatisfied. It's like, I'm happy with where I'm at, but I want so much more, you know? But it's like, the only reason I did that, again, is just because it's like, I adjusted everything in my life to make it happen. And again, it's like, you have to be creative. You have to be relentless. You can't let like the failures get you down because everybody's going to fail. But one time, all it takes is one time. And it's going to take off, you know, it's, and you've heard that story with everything from like Howard Schultz, right. With like Starbucks and him getting shut down, like as many times you had, it's like, look what Starbucks is today. You know, if you wouldn't have tried, all it took was that one, all it took is that one yes. And all of a sudden it changed your life. And it's like, that's the same way with all your businesses, all your ventures, everything you get into. It doesn't matter if you're trying to build like an internet business, if you're trying to build a retail business, you know, even if you're like trying to like work on yourself and lose weight, it's like eventually if you try and try and try, eventually you're going to figure it out and it's going to happen. There are ways to shortcut it by finding mentors, by finding coaches, by, you know, reading books, things like that. But at the end of the day, everybody has to go through failures before they win. It's just like, it's just how it is.
0: Yeah. I I always look at the person's, um, uh, what did, what do they think about? You know, what are they putting in their Mm -hmm. brain constantly? If I go on your YouTube right now and I check out your history, you know, the, the hundred videos that that you watch, the last hundred videos that you watch are probably the things that you care the most about, you know? Oh Yeah. Every time I, 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 so back in LA, um, Alex was actually, when he, back when he used to live here in LA, I used to host these masterminds, right? Every quarter or so, once every three or four months, I used to host these masterminds where we would meet up, um, sometimes at our steakhouse, sometimes at the bar. Sometimes mm-hmm. at a different place, but Alex actually came by with Ben Malone. But what I notice is when we meet up as marketers and there's like 20 of us in the room, we literally talk to each other with so much passion. It gets so loud there. Uh, and we're more, we're it's just crazy. as excited. <laughs> Seriously, like well, we were just as excited to have conversations about business and marketing as some of you guys watching are as excited to play video games. Or you guys are mm-hmm. as excited to, let's go to the club and turn up. I can't wait. You know, that same thrill and excitement that you guys have for those regular subjects that the normal person would have, you would have to have that same enthusiasm, if anything, more enthusiasm for business or life or, or whatever it is your actual goals are. You know, yep. um, that's why I always recommend keep your day job and study business on the outside to see if it's really for you. Cause the last thing you would want is to quit your day job, go all in on a business, realize that maybe it's just not for you because you don't want it as bad as like maybe you thought you did because it's not an easy thing. You know, no. a lot of times internet marketing and the guru lifestyle, we paint a picture. Like it's, we have it all figured out, you know, like I have it mm-hmm. all figured out. Alex has it all figured out, but it's not the case. I mean, we go through mental stresses each and every single day. I have like really, you know, some days I have oh, the, really
1: bad anxiety. You know, it's just the, not cool. the mental, The mental health aspect of it alone is like a whole podcast the <laughs> game, you know? Yeah, that's like a whole podcast. Like, dude, I've hit like the lowest lows I've never felt before. I like before I got into this like entrepreneurship band, I never had stress. I never had anxiety. I was just happy, you know, I mean, spending my money and doing my thing, everything like that. But it's like all of a sudden, it's like when you're taking like these huge financial hits, when you're living on your last dollars, when you're, literally like praying that something will turn so you can make money so you you know can pay your rent pay your bills whatever it may be it's like dude you will hit points of stress anxiety depression that you have never hit before and that is very very hard to cope with and it's like it's that whole game and it's you know a whole aspect that people don't look at everybody's like oh this is an overnight success he's wearing the Rolex he's driving the car he's traveling the world it's like yeah but like you don't understand what you've had to go through to get those things, you know? And it's like, I know like for me, like, dude, I, it's like, now I'm at a point where it's like, I, I still have like random anxiety attacks, which I've never got before. I literally have nights where it's like, I have nights where I get like so depressed. I can't even fall asleep. I also have nights that I'm so excited. I can't even fall asleep. You know what I mean? It's like, but you got to not only learn how to like do the actual skills that it takes to build a business, you got to, Learn a lot about yourself and how to, you know, kind of navigate through these ups and downs as well, because that's a whole different component to it. And it's like you got to keep, no matter like how many times you fell again, you got to keep that optimism going. You got to be relentless about like achieving your goals because all it takes is one of these little anxiety attacks or these little depression bumps. And all of a sudden you're back at, you know, ground zero, going back to getting your job, going back in that safety net. And that'll stop a lot of people as well. So, <laughs> whole another component to it. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I dude, I agree. I mean, we could actually sit here and talk for another four hours about the whole mental health issues with entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll have you back on on a different call a little later down the road because I feel that's something really important. Um, I, I know I shot like a video or my own episode with just myself talking about it. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. I've released it yet, depending when you guys are watching this video, but you guys should probably check that out. It's huge, you know? Yep. Um, mental health, I feel like it's it's more important than entrepreneurship, actually. It's, it's actually one of the... It is. Yeah, it's huge, mm-hmm. but... That's it for this call, guys. I'm going to give Alex like some time to, you know, um, kind of let you guys know where you guys can find him or, or you know, hop onto any of his programs if he's having it. Um, how do mm-hmm. people actually find you and how do they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, best way to reach out to me is either just Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Alex Urban, U-R-B-A-N. Um, Instagram, because someone has my handle. It is Alex Urby, Urbie, U-R-B-I-E. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me on them. Those are like the social media channels that I'm the most active on. Um, right now I actually don't have any kind of like coaching or mentoring programs. I'm really working on building the two e-commerce businesses I'm a part of. Um, but if you do follow me in the future, if I do decide to release them, they will definitely be announced on the social media platforms very first. Um, so yeah, go ahead and uh, follow me out. Check me on there. If you have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to message me or chat to me. Usually pretty active in getting back to people, um, as much as I possibly can. So I appreciate everybody kind of like listening, Peter. I really appreciate you having me on the call. Uh, it's been awesome, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you're watching
0: this on YouTube, I'm going to leave the links um, to all his uh, social media accounts inside the description. If you're listening to this on podcast, you guys can look him up um, on Instagram or on Facebook. That's it for this episode, guys. I hope you guys found a lot of value out of this and Alex will definitely have you back on on a different call.
1: Thank you. Perfect. Sounds good, man. Thank you. See you.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed that video. Please hit the subscribe button below please feel free to leave a question in the comment section below. And if you wanna follow me on Instagram, join my Facebook group, or check out my um, Shopify course, please feel free to check out the links in the description below, or you can go to wwwpeterchanjuniorcom forward slash learn more, and that's gonna have all the information. Again, that's peterchanjuniorcom forward slash learn more. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys in the next video.